you're on your way down, tell them you're already looking better. plans that I have for you, says God, is to prosper you and cause you to be blessed. Why hang your head down? Look unto me this day, for I am your strength. I am your great reward. If you will look unto me this day, I will show you my power even in your life. And those places that you said are impossible, is possible with me. Look unto me with your faith, and I will show you a brand new thing, says the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, God. We praise you. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you and we praise you. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you today. Amen. Our God is good. He knows exactly what we need when we need it. He's able to bring it right into our life in due season. Amen. Praise God. We talked about the due season on Wednesday night. If you didn't receive that, you can go to our website. And of course, all of the messages are free there. You can take a part of that and get involved in that if you're not able to make it on Wednesday evening. Amen. Today, I want to speak to you. You know, from time to time, it, the atmosphere and the things shift from the directions that we're going, but today I want to release a prophetic word in this house, more of a prophetic message that uh, you'll have to catch with your spirit. You'll have to grab hold of it and just take it in and, and then apply it to your life. But I want to talk to you this morning on giving voice to the sound, giving voice to the sound. Amen. Joshua chapter 6 and verse uh, number 1 We'll start reading and then we'll read verses 1 through 5 and then 15 and 16 and then verse 20. Amen. Our life groups are starting this uh, week talking about uh, the Holy Spirit, breath of fresh air, the Holy Spirit. If you are not familiar with the moving of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, what you just experienced is the gift of tongues and also the gift of interpretation of tongues. It's nothing to be afraid of. It's something that God would speak to specific people at a certain time and just give you confirmation and encouragement that will speak into your life and let you know specifically what he has for you. And uh, so in this breath of fresh air, we will experience the Holy Spirit. And in these weeks ahead, we will be talking about the gifts of the Spirit and the Word of God and the anointing of God. And then we're going to see a manifestation of supernatural power in this upcoming year. Amen. I thought I'd have more than two or three that need something like that up in their life. But, you know, it's amazing to me how that folk can uh, watch uh, all this junk. What is all this stuff people's all excited about the living dead or some mess what is it walking dead stupid you got people running around with a hatchet sticking out of their head their eyes coming out all that mess and then they want to come up in the church and tell me I scare them Amen. But I want to tell you the Holy Spirit is nothing to be afraid of. The Holy Spirit is the best gift that God ever gave the church. Amen. Amen. 
the world is hungry for the supernatural, and the reason that I know it is because there's so many supernatural, mystical things that are showing up on television and are bestsellers at the movies. But you see, the voice of the prophet's been silenced in the house of God, and so they're going to the witch of Endor. Amen? to hear what a witch and a warlock has to say, but I want to tell you the direction and the future of your life isn't in uh, dial 9-100, dial a witch. It's in calling on the name of the Lord, allowing the Holy Spirit to operate in your life, and He will give you a bright future and direction for your life. Amen? Praise God. So while we may not understand it, it's nothing to be fearful of. Amen. And so, uh, hallelujah. But the church is, I'm trying to not to get go down that road right yet. But you know, the church has backed off of the gifts of the Spirit and the anointing of God because we have bought into the lie that it scares people. Amen. But then they can go home and watch Living Dead. That's all I'm going to say about that today. All right. Joshua, Joshua chapter 6, verse number 1. I'm getting a real ringing up here, brother. Now Joshua was securely shut up because of the children of Israel, and none went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, the king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city. That's getting worse, whatever you're doing. All right. Let me get back here. March around the city, all you men of war. You shall go all around the city once. This you shall do six days, and the seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make the, a long blast with the ram's horns, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. Verse 15, But it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day and marched around the city seven times in the same manner. On that day, only they marched around the city seven times, and the seventh time it happened when they, the priests blew the trumpets that Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. And then verse 20, So the people shouted with the priests, blew the trumpet, and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet that the people shouted with a great shout, that the wall fell down flat, and then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. Amen? I want to talk to you about giving voice to the sound. Giving voice to the sound. I realize whenever we uh, come to this place today, and I even tell you to turn to Joshua 6, that some of you already checked out. You thinking about where you're going to eat or you say, Pastor, I've heard that message preached so many times and I've heard this story so much. I've heard it since I was a little kid and I've heard, uh, you know, everybody preach on it. And, and it is one of the most difficult messages to preach is, is John 3.16 because we, we think that we know everything there is to know about it. So when the text comes up, we just check out. The other most difficult message to preach is one that nobody knows anything about. And you have to lay so much foundation and so much groundwork to bring people to an understanding of what you're about to say that sometimes they get lost in the process. But at the risk of doing so today, I just want to, to share with you for a few moments on this subject because I believe that there is something significant that we can learn about our speaking the Word of God over our lives. Because I want to look at how and why these walls fell down. We've been talking about fulfillment of our dreams, fulfillment of our vision, and, and how that we begin to 
seek God, do on the outside what we have been believing him for on the inside. And such it is at Jericho because the promise that they had been given was not on the outside of the walls, but it was rather on the inside of the walls. And so there had to, these walls had to come down. Now, when they looked at the natural circumstances, the natural circumstances said there is no way to get inside of the city. If you look at it, it, it in uh, historical terms, you will see that there is a, a lower wall and then there was a, a steep ridge and then there is a higher wall. And those uh, would determine the economic level of the buildings or the houses that were in the wall. The higher up on the wall that you lived, the more uh, powerful and influential you were. And so we look and we see that, that these walls were great and it looked like that these walls could never come down. But this is what we have to understand. There is weight and there is power in the words that you say. And that is the reason why that the enemy wants you to keep your mouth shut. He doesn't want you to worship God. He doesn't want you to praise God. He doesn't want you to speak the word of God because there is power and there is authority in the word. Amen. There are times when it's okay to remain silent. It's all right to remain silent if you're walking around your Jericho in faith and believing God that at the appointed time, at the full, full of time at the seat right season that you will occupy and possess your Jericho. But that is not uh, uh, that we are to remain silent on a continual basis. We have to understand there is a time to be silent and there is a time to speak, right? There is a time to mourn, but there is also a time to rejoice. According to Solomon or Proverbs, he speaks to us and tells us there's a time for all things. And so, so we learn to speak by a sound. Your child learns to speak by listening to what you say. It is a result, your, your baby will begin to speak as a result of hearing the sound that comes out of your mouth. Amen. If they, if they do not hear words, they will not speak. And so they have to hear words, and those the result of them hearing words, they learn how to speak. The Bible warns us against strange sounds, strange doctrines, strange teachings. Amen. That when we hear them, there's something in our spirit that does not agree with what is being taught, or it does not agree with what is being spoken. But there is also a good sound. A sound from heaven. Amen. You might have never heard the sound before. But when you hear the sound, when you hear the word, your spirit agrees with the sound that you are hearing. Amen. Sound is prophetic. It travels ahead of you. When my kids come home, the first thing that a clue that they're home is not that I see them. The first thing is I hear them before I ever see them. They can be in the garage and I know they're home. Because sound penetrates walls. I can be sitting in the house, uh, uh, you know, and I'm accused sometimes my wife says I'm a bat. But sometimes I like to just close the blinds, turn off the lights. And I watch football on mute. But I can be sitting there in my recliner watching football on mute and all the lights out. And the sound that's coming out of the garage penetrates the darkness and precedes them coming in the house. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying sound, your words, tells you what's inside of you. Amen. Sound penetrates darkness. Sound penetrates walls. Your voice, your words goes ahead of you. It goes into your future and prepares your tomorrow. Amen. Sound, the words tells what's inside of you because the Bible said, as a man thinketh in his heart. 
Amen. And so when a, you when you have this sound on the inside, you begin to speak it out. If you're feeling depressed, you'll speak words of depression. If you're if you're if your words if you're discouraged, you'll speak words of discouragement. Right? But if you're encouraged, if you're strengthened, if you have victory, you'll speak words of victory. Today is my day. Victory is mine. I will rejoice in the Lord. Amen. Why? Because, and you see, it has nothing to do with the circumstances around you. Because, you see, you can be right in the middle of devastation. You can be right in the middle of a circumstance that you don't know how in the world you're ever going to come out of it. But suddenly you hear a sound in your spirit that says, I am not the the tail, but I am the head. I am not defeated, but I am victorious through the blood of Jesus Christ. And even though everything around you that you look at says to you, you're never coming out of this, the sound that is inside of you says that I am already healed. I have victory in Jesus' name. Amen. The power of God that is in me is greater than the power of darkness that is against me. And I will overcome and I will have victory in Jesus' name. You believe it, give him praise. Sound is prophetic. When a woman is pregnant, the first few weeks of her pregnancy, nobody knows what's inside of her. But then about week 20, they'll do something called an ultrasound. It reveals what's inside of her that you cannot yet see, but is inside of her. You can't see it on the outside, but you know it's on the inside by this ultrasound. Now, the ultrasound can tell you a lot of things. It can tell you if there's one baby, two baby, three baby in her womb. They can tell you if it's a boy or if it's a girl. Ultrasound is not a light that goes in, but rather it is sound frequency. Right? Anybody ever had a baby? Maybe their wife had a baby. And they take you in that room and they lay you down and put some of that junk on your tummy. Then they take that little thing and start rolling it around on your tummy, right? That ultrasound. I've done a little study on it. Y'all know I'm no doctor, but I've done some study on it. You can find anything on the internet. But ultrasound is it, it it's sound that's set at different frequencies. And they can set that sound to to hone in on what is in her womb. If you set it at a different frequency, they can look at different organs. An echocardiogram is an ultrasound of the heart. They set it at different frequencies and they're at different levels and they're able to see different organs by the different sound waves or the sound levels in which it is set at. And so you can see what is inside. And when you speak, you give voice to the sound that is inside of you. That which you cannot yet see but you are preparing your tomorrow. That which you have yet to walk into, but you are speaking out of you, you are prophetically speaking what your tomorrow is going to look like. Amen? That baby is some six months away yet, has not yet come, but it's on its way. It's what the future is going to look like. Amen. And so when you speak, you're speaking your future. You're prophesying over your tomorrow. It's the sound inside of you. And so what is that sound inside of you? Is it a sound of defeat? Is it a sound of discouragement? 
Or is it a sound of victory? A sound of triumph? If you're defeated on the inside, it'll show up in your words. Amen. If you're defeated on the inside, you'll never have victory on the outside. Because you will continue to speak those words of negative thoughts and negative attitude and a negative spirit. And people get into this vicious cycle and don't understand why their life is just a a misery. Why their life is just this vicious cycle of defeat after defeat after defeat. It's because they're speaking what they're presently in instead of declaring what their future is going to be like. And so you have to get up in the Word of God, even in difficult situations, and begin to speak the Word of God. David said, that's the reason David said, I'm going to hide his Word in my heart. Why? Because what's on the inside is going to come to the outside. I'm going to speak, amen, what the Lord has declared unto me. And so he begins to speak the Word of the Lord, even in difficult situations, even when Saul was pursuing him, even when the enemy was raging on every hand. Amen. David continued to speak the word of the Lord and declare that his future was going to be brighter. And I want to tell you today, when you speak, you're prophesying over your tomorrow. If you're defeated on the inside, nobody can help you on the outside. You've got to change the way. You've got to change the way. In which things are coming into your life. That's the reason why you got to choose the people you hang around with. Amen. You got to choose them because birds of a feather, they do flock together. Amen. You can hang out with folks. Jesus hung out with folks so that he can minister to them, but you can't stay with those folks. Even if they're down in the mouth, if they're in the muddy grubs, if they're speaking discouragement, I don't need nobody. If I ever go to the hospital, I don't need nobody coming in there saying, oh, you're looking bad. Heard what the doctor said. You're going to die, Pastor. I don't need none of that. I need somebody to walk up in the middle of the mess and declare the word of the Lord and agree with the assignment of heaven over my life. If you're speaking that today, then I can tell you with 100% accuracy what your tomorrow is going to look like. I said, if you're speaking today, negativism, defeat, and woe is me, and I'm never going to get out a day late, a dollar short. If you're speaking that today with 100% accuracy, I can tell you what your tomorrow is going to be. People laughed at me whenever I would declare the word of the Lord and people would say, well, you know, you're crazy and all of that mess. And, and people would hear me and I would refuse. I still to this day, even when sickness comes, I refuse to declare I'm sick. Amen. I say I'm getting better every minute. Amen. I'm getting better every minute. You say, well, you're just, you know, you're, you're just in denial. No, I'm not in denial. I'm agreeing with the word of the Lord over my life. Amen. That God is working and bringing healing to my body. Amen. And if you're speaking negativism, then I can tell you with 100% accuracy, you're going to have a negative tomorrow. But if you choose to speak those things that are pure, those things that are holy, those things of virtue and a good report, I can also predict to you with 100% accuracy what your tomorrow is going to be. Proverbs 23 and 7 said, For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The sound that is inside of you, that's what you're going to be tomorrow. Proverbs 6 and 2 says this. He said, you're snared by the words of your mouth. You don't have to be worried about no devil. You don't have to be worried about no witch or warlock. Amen. You've got to watch your mouth. You got to watch what comes out of your mouth. 
Well, I'm thinking and I might as well say it. No, don't be ignorant. Amen. Because the enemy will come with thoughts, but you've got to, with purpose, declare the word of the Lord. With purpose, you've got to speak the word of God. Even when the enemy comes with a flood of, of thoughts and thought of, a flood of negative thoughts and mindset, you've got to purposely sit down and say, I will speak the word of the Lord over my life. Because you see, it indicates what's inside of you. And number two, you're prophesying over your future. Hebrews 11 and 3 said, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are not seen were not made of things which do appear. Amen. And so he is, Hebrews, he's telling, reminding us that what you see was not made by wood. It wasn't made by things in which you see, but the, the, everything that you see was made as a result of God speaking. And when he spoke it, it came to pass. Amen. When there was nothing, God used words to declare what tomorrow would look like. When there was no light, he said, let there be light. And as a result, the sun came of the day and the moon came of the night. When he said there, it, it was chaos and it was all water, but God said, let there be land. And as a result of his words, land came out of the sea. Amen. God ordered it all by his words. His words have no expiration date on it. And whenever you speak his word in authority and in faith, it just has the same creative power in it that it did when God spoke it. And so whenever you begin to speak by faith the word of God over your situation, it may not be so at the moment. But when you speak the word of God into that darkness, that despair, that trouble in your life, because there is no expiration and his word has authority over everything, what is not so will become so. Because you're declaring the word of God over your situation and you're prophesying to your tomorrow. When they want to find something in the water, they find it through sound waves. They have fish finders. Chris here is a fisherman. He's a good fisherman. I see all them slabs he's got on Facebook. But it's sound that goes down. It's not a light. It's sound that detects that there's something down there. Right? When they went and found the Titanic, they didn't send lights down. They began to send, uh, and they detected the sounds that located and identified where it was and what's there. And that's what the why Israel went and they began to shout on the 13th time around. Because they had detected that their promise was on the inside of these walls. Their worship had detected that on the inside of these walls is our promise. Amen. And so they began to worship God and they began to be obedient to God. But on the 13th time around, right? Six days. I want you to march one time, but keep quiet. Meditate on the goodness of God. Think about the promise of God. But on the seventh day, I want you to march around it seven times. That's 13 times, amen, that they marched around the city. 13 is the number of revolt. 13 is the number of revolution. 
and they were saying spiritually that we're about to revolt today. We're going to have a revolution against what has been holding us back, what are holding our promise back, and they began to prophesy to their tomorrow that we are going to revolt, we're going to have a revolution, and we're going to get everything that God has ordained for our lives. Amen. They had a spirit on the inside of revolution that said we are going to overcome. They had a spirit on the inside of them that said we're going to have victory today in our lives. And when you open your mouth, it it wasn't a weak praise. It wasn't a half-dead worship. It wasn't a, I hope he does it. It was an announcement to their enemy that today, today, you're going down. Today, we've come to revolt and we're having a revolution where this thing is going to turn around. We know that for uh, generations past, you've kept us out. We know for generations past, have lived their lives in defeat. But we've come to announce today what's on the inside of us. And we prophesy that our tomorrow is going to be greater than our past. And we declare that victory is ours. Why? Because victory is on the inside of us. Can I tell you when victory gets on the inside of you, there's no devil in hell that can stop you. But when you're defeated on the inside, a little flat tire will cause you to curse God and die. But whenever you've got victory on the inside, persecution, tribulation, and distress will come. But none of these things shall move you because greater is he that is in you than the world that has come against you. If what's inside of you isn't what you want to be, then you have to, they do that ultrasound to locate foreign growths. Right? I mean, oh, everybody's fearful of cancer. You know what cancer is on the most simplest terms? It's one rebellious cell that gathers with other rebellious cells that says we're not going to do what we're supposed to do. Amen. That's all it is. Just cells in rebellion that join themselves together in agreement that we're going to rebel against what we're supposed to do. But that ultrasound can detect those foreign things in your body that are not supposed to be there. Amen. Religious cells have formed together to fight against the body. Amen. And cause you to believe that you're going down. Cause you to believe that you can't come up. Cause you to believe that you've never had and you never will. Come on. Amen. But I want to come today to give you a spiritual ultrasound and tell you detect that foreign spirit. Detect that foreign cell that has risen up and told you you're a nobody. That told you you can't overcome. That's told you that you can never have victory. Detect that thing. Amen. And take the Holy Spirit inside of you and cut it out and remove it. Amen. And say now I'm going to be filled with the fullness of God. Today I'm I'm going to be filled with the Spirit of God. Today, I'm going to be filled with joy. I'm going to be filled with victory. I'm going to be filled with a power in my life that I will overcome every obstacle that comes against me. You see, they shouted for two reasons. Number one, they shouted because on the inside was their promise. But the shout also located their promise. Their promise was not on the outside of the wall. The promise was on the inside of the wall. And their shout detected where their promise was. Can I tell you that your shout will connect you with your promise? Your praise and your worship will detect where your promise is and connect you with that promise.
Your praise will locate your promise. Your praise will travel where you cannot see. Your praise will travel ahead of you. Your praise will penetrate the darkness and the strongholds that the enemy has built up year after year. And the walls that seem impregnable. But whenever you begin to worship him, amen, your spirit will identify. This is the direction of my promise. This is where it's at. And it will bring it out of darkness into in that place of obscurity and it will bring you into that place of blessing why because I have determined that I am not going to live my life on these beer means of where I am presently but God has given me a promise he has given me a word and I'm going to speak into this darkness and I'm going to locate my promise and I'm going to receive it now in Jesus name Your shout will locate your promise and begin to bring you forth what you believe and you have, but you, you have yet to see. The sound that comes out of you has two pictures. It gives a picture of what's now inside of you. When you have victory on the inside, you'll speak victory. When you have defeat on the inside, you'll speak defeat. But the second picture that it produces is not just what's on the inside of you, but it also is a picture of your future, of your tomorrow. Amen. And so that's the reason why you've got to make a conscious choice that I am going to speak the word of God over my life. Because if you don't, you'll always be going around saying, I don't never get the job. Everybody else seems to get a house. I I can't get a house. Everybody else gets victory. Look at them. They just half saved. I can't get nothing. I've pastored people before that whenever they got sick, and I knew they were sick and they would come for prayer. I knew they was going to get healed before they ever got to the front for me to pray for them. Because I knew the level of faith that they had. They, they believed. They believed. Not their circumstance, but they believed the word of God. And if we're not careful, we get caught up. We, we live in these religious circles and we just get, a, get this religious stuff going on. But we don't really believe. Amen. It's not the level of your faith. Amen. That, that's going to do it because the devil will cause you to think that, well, you just don't have enough faith. Amen. But what about the, the, the man that was on the cot and he didn't have no faith? But the four men that carried him had some. And even though he didn't have no faith, God, Jesus healed him anyways. Because somebody had some faith. And so, you know, even the woman that that he said, you're a dog. But she said, even the dogs get the crumbs that fall from the rich man's table. You see, we've bought into this lie and we think it's all about us. But if it's all about you, then you could get healed on your own. You could get victory on your own. But it's what Jesus has already done at Calvary. It's the finished work of Calvary, amen, that we rely upon. And we believe that he is our savior. We believe he is our way maker. We believe he is our problem solver. We believe that he is our deliverer and our healer and our provider. And we believe that he has already provided it. He's already done it. You're not trying to get healed. You're not trying to get victory. He's already gave you victory at Calvary. He's already supplied by his stripes. You were healed. Come on, somebody. And so what we've got to do is believe the word of the Lord and speak that word against the circumstances that are coming against us. Amen. You have to give voice to the sound that is inside of you. 
and it goes into your future and that which you cannot see, it prepares your tomorrow. That's what they did on the day of Pentecost. They gave voice to the sound. They had never heard nothing like that before. But they knew the sound came from heaven. They knew this sound was from God. And even though they never had heard it before, they knew it was of God. And so as they heard the sound come from heaven inside of them, they began to speak and gave voice to the sound. And when they did, it took the church to another level. It took the church to another plane, another place that the church had never been before. Because up until this time, there would be a few people saved and there was an adding to the church. But now when Peter gets up and preaches, there is a multiplication that takes place. And 3,000 are added the first time. The second day he gets up and 5,000 are added to the church. And there's a multiplication that takes place and the church goes forth. I want to tell you why it was. It was because they they took the sound that was inside of them, gave voice to the sound and it gave them authority over their enemy. It gave them power over the works of the devil and caused them to be victorious in every situation of their life. The sound that comes inside of you many times is in direct opposite of what is going on around you. But faith will rise up in your heart and you will declare the decree the Lord has spoken to you. Sometimes it takes great faith to speak what you hear on the inside because there is no evidence on the outside of what you're speaking will ever happen. But if you speak it, it will go and seek out your promise. If you'll speak it, it'll go before you and prepare your tomorrow that looks like what you spoke yesterday. Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19. And I'm finished. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death Blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose. Somebody say choose. That means I determine. I determine what my future is going to look like. Amen. I haven't come to a full understanding of it as of yet, but this is one thing I know the Lord spoke to me the other day in prayer. A couple of weeks ago, I was telling him how sovereign and everything he is, and he is a sovereign God. But the Lord, Lord said, I said, God, you're in control of everything. He said, where did you see that? Where did you hear that? I said, well, your scripture, you're, in the Bible, it says you're sovereign. He said, where at? I went through three Bible concordances and can't find sovereign nowhere in the Bible. I've got your attention now. I said, God, you're in control of everything. He began to remind me. He said, I gave Adam authority in the earth. I delegated that authority to mankind. I'll preach about it someday. And I want to tell you today, for you to say that God is in control of everything, it, it causes you to be free, that you don't have any responsibility in this. Whatever is must be God's will. And then whenever devastation comes, we want to blame it on God. But I want to tell you there's power in your choice. 
There's power in your words. And we've got to choose life. We've got to choose blessing instead of cursing. We've got to choose to speak life instead of death into whatever circumstance I'm dealing with and facing. I've got a choice. So by faith, I'm going to rise up today and I'm not going to speak according to my circumstances, but I'm going to give voice to the sound of heaven that says, I'm going to supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. By my stripes, you are healed. You are the head, son. You are victorious, daughter. You have already overcome by the blood of Jesus Christ. So it puts a responsibility in me to hear what heaven is saying. And as that release from heaven comes into my spirit, into my life, I give voice to that sound. And I agree with heaven. I think I read it somewhere. Pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. He's saying, I just need somebody in the earth to agree with me for what I've already declared in heaven. What I want your tomorrow to look like. What I want your future to be brighter than your past. And if you'll just hear what I'm saying in heaven and declare it in the earth, there is agreement between heaven and earth. And when there's agreement, nothing can stop the word of God from coming to pass. Hallelujah. Stand with me today. I want us to just practice today declaring the word of the Lord. I want us to practice today just giving voice to the sound that is on the inside not the circumstances around us everybody can see the circumstances around us everybody knows what's around us but we need to declare what is in us and speak that word today declare that word today and allow that word to prepare go before you and prepare your future Amen. Right there where you're standing today, I want us just to practice. Meditate on God. Meditate on His presence for a moment for your life. As Pastor Jamie leads us as he feels directed today, I just want you to begin to give voice to the sound. Declare what's inside of you. Speak the word of God over your life. Speak the word of God over your family. Choose life and speak the life of God. Hallelujah. I know we're not running today, but I feel a heavy anointing in this place to break some yokes and remove burdens. I feel a strong anointing for family today. Amen. And Father, we just declare the word of the Lord today. We choose life today in the name of Jesus. God, I believe your word. I believe your promises are yes and amen.
one more time. There's an army rising. You gonna be a part of that army? There's an Speak army the word of the Lord. Rising up. It's rising up. There's an army rising up. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. To break every chain. To break every chain, to break every chain, break every chain. All across this nation is laid. Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain, break every chain, break every with a lot of information we have television we have radio we have churches on nearly every corner and we've got a lot of information but we haven't had much application the information don't do you any good without application today's message is about application there's times and seasons, as I said at the onset of this message, there are times when there's a shift that will take place at this altar service. And we've had that the last couple of weeks, and we thank God for that. But today is about you taking what you heard and applying it to your life. Amen. Not that folks aren't doing it, but sometimes we need to be stirred up, right? We need to be reminded. And uh, we take that application and we apply it to our today so that our tomorrow will get brighter. Because I believe in the power of touch. I believe in laying on of hands. And I believe strongholds are broken and things are torn down. But there's some things that you've got to keep some pressure against the wall. Amen. Those walls of Jericho didn't fall down for seven days. But they had faith against it every day. And there's some things in your life that you're facing that aren't going to fall in an altar service. But if you'll take the word of God and apply it to your life and put faith up against that thing, I'm telling you the constant pressure, you can start hearing the walls crack and crumble and the chains begin to break and the circumstances begin to shift because you believe the word of the Lord and applying it to your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I just felt the anointing on that right there. If you'll take that with you, somebody's going to get help today. Amen. Hallelujah. Has anybody come today for special prayer, need a touch of God, need a miracle in your life? Maybe you're here today and you don't know Christ as your Savior. You can know him right here and right now. Your life can change forever. Amen. He's a good God. He's for you and not against you. He loves you and wants you to prosper and be victorious. Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody today? Hallelujah. Praise God. He's an awesome God, isn't he? Amen. We have several folks that are out sick today. And we want to just pray for our family and ask God to encourage them, touch them, bring healing to their bodies. Amen. On Wednesday evening, we'll be having special prayer for our team that's going to be going to Honduras. We'll be leaving on Friday. And then we will be um, preaching the crusade on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday of um, next week. And so I want you to be in prayer for us, believing God for a great harvest. Will you do that with me? Amen. You've helped us to go. Now, that's not where it ends, but I need your prayer because this is where the warfare takes place. And we're going into hostile situations. And I'm not trying to over-exaggerate. I'm just telling you the reality of it. Uh, we are going into the most, what has been deemed as the most dangerous city in the world. And we're going to preach the gospel. 
We're going to believe God that he's going to, those gang members are going to be set free by the power of Jesus Christ. Amen. We have 23 other pastors, pastors that are there in the community. We're going to be joining. They're joining with us in prayer. They're already fasting and praying there. They're handing out flyers and literature to get people to the crusade. And uh, this is what one of them's faith was. They said, we're believing God that in this crusade that we're going to put the hospital out of business. (laughs) Amen. You know, God can't help but to show up with faith like that. Amen. He can't help but to show up to do something great because people's hearts are toward him and they're so hungry. So just please don't, you know, I know that you'll, you'll, remember us but don't give up on that just hold on to God and pray with us especially in those three days and let's just believe God for supernatural things that take place not only there but in this house as well okay praise God I love you and appreciate you and we're going to believe God for great things you can uh, consider yourself dismissed today we love you and we're praying for you God bless you